The show that takes you home. The Homestretch with Sterling Holmes on ESPN Kansas City. 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Welcome to the Home Stretch, ESPN Kansas City Live in studio on a cold, but it looks nice outside. Friday afternoon. Red Friday, and I'm wearing blue for some reason. I'm really bad at that, man. I always forget. Like I leave the house not wearing red, and then I get and I go, oh, oh, bleep! It's 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 Red Friday. Chiefs still playing. I'm not a Bills guy. I promise you, Dylan. You're wearing blue too. We're not. We're not looking. We're we're zero for two today. We're zero for two. I know. How many trees you cut down today? <laughs> He's got a nice car heart. That's that's new. I've never once seen uh, you wear a gift. That. Yeah, yeah. That's, it looks gift, good. Yeah. Looks good. Yeah. A new jacket too. It looks like too. Actually, no. I just don't wear this as much. Mm. This is very old. You just thought that'd be a good time to bust out the all blue when the Bills. Or or playing the no, Chiefs. Honestly, it's just what I grabbed. I'm kidding. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Whenever you whenever someone blames Texans you for blue. not this is Texans blue. <laughs> that's, that's more Texans blue. I'm rooting for a home game next week. I I like know, look at me. Look at that little yeah. confidence, even though I'm like I've I've come back to Yeah, yesterday time, we were talking and you were very much Bills and I tried to sway you and I think I did I think a little you bit. He did, honestly. And also Deion Dawkins has swayed me as well. If you haven't seen his yeah. comments, which are just wild. Kind of out of left field because they're not as bad as Burrowhead and as direct as Burrowhead, but there's still a little bit of a, a hint of that. They also don't make a lot of sense. No, not really. Because here's the other thing, too, and I, I, I want to throw this out to you and see what you think. Mahomes has played a road playoff game. Playing with Carl Sheffers as a ref and Tom Brady in the Buccaneer <laughs> Stadium is a road playoff game. Yeah. Is it not? Yes. In terms of everything but the fans. Yeah. That's a road playoff game. I mean, it, literally what the Super Bowl was literally in Tampa. Like Right. I, I'm well, saying the only yeah, reason right. really is because they because it was there was a global pandemic could not field. allow yeah. a full stadium. No, I that's a really good point actually. I I don't understand Deion Dawkins. I, I, I don't get this. Um And it's not gotten a lot of I mean, he's lucky that it happened on Friday. Yeah, because you know it's not going to bit you know get drug out all week. It doesn't make think, a lot of sense though. Like even his do you think wording. The Chiefs didn't see that. Yeah. Do you think that they've seen it? Uh, yes, yes, I do. I just how many times do teams have to talk smack and then get beat by the Chiefs and Mahomes before they realize, hey, that's a that's not a good idea. Like, how many times have we seen someone like this talk smack? And how many times has it actually worked out for them? Yeah, Burrowhead worked out great. Uh, Deion Dawkins said Mahomes has only been here once, so he's never been here, which um, hilarious. Like, again, what I, what I mean, it doesn't make much sense. Stuff like this makes no sense. Mahomes has only been here once, so he's never been here. Simple as that. Let's start right there. What? He's been here once, so he's never been here. Simple as that. Two plus two is five, Dion. What? Uh, he said, Pat has never been to the Bills Stadium in full. The environment will be different, and not to say it's in our favor, but stadium is in our favor. Again, another thing where he goes, stadium is not in our favor, but it's in our favor. I don't understand you, Dion. 
He's never been here, but he's been here. There's just like a stop talking moment that yeah. maybe even people on his own side have during this part of it. It's like, dude, this isn't the Super Bowl. You're not taking like a press row here. Yeah. Like you, the Chiefs haven't done anything on TV this week. Uh, I've seen the Bills all over. And then you think that's the most coherent part of the of the conversation. Here he goes further. Uh, stadium is us. That helps us. I don't care what nobody says. This is the most dopest feeling I've ever had. We're having two back-to-back playoff games home. Come on now. Like we get to leave and go eat wings. It's cool. So good luck. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I haven't actually seen the whole quote. I just saw like the the tweets. That's even worse. They are they are saying we're gonna win this game in that last statement there. I just look, we're they, gonna go and eat wings. I don't think they're going out to eat wings after a loss, right? No. So this is the most dopest feeling I've ever had. We're having two back to back playoff games home. Come on now. Like we get to leave and go eat wings. It's cool, so good luck, end quote. <laughs> the ramblings of a madman. So, have you seen Killers of the Flower Moon? I was asking Josh about this earlier. No. I want to read Great the movie. book. I, wasn't there a book beforehand written by yes. David Grand, correct? Yes. I'm a big David Grand guy. Yes. And so, that, that's next on the list. I just finished uh, The Wager There's, by I David I won't Grand. spoil anything. I'll give you a very vague outline of this statement in the scene. Robert De Niro tells Leo that just because people aren't talking doesn't mean you should fill the empty space with your words because they're listening. Yes. And they're ju- like, it's almost like the Bengals are gone, you know? Yeah. The people that talk and chirp the most in the playoffs and the Bills are like, oh, let me fill that void. <laughs> yeah. Like, when you, you don't have to, you haven't to do done, that. You haven't even beat us in the playoffs yet. The Bengals, at least, we hated them when they would talk trash because it's like, oh, my God, they, 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 they want a trophy, sometimes. our yeah. trophy, technically, on our field. Yeah. Uh, I will say the reason why I like Josh Allen so much, here's what Josh Allen had to say. They've been at the top of the mountain. They know what it takes to get there. We've yet to do that. Yeah, there's people with, like, measured statements like that. Like, Poyer today said, you know, to be the best, you want to beat the best. Like, you want to do, you want to go through, as my statement was saying, Yeah, the Colts going through the Patriots, the Giants going through the Niners in the 80s, and I was even, the Raiders in the 70s Steelers. They yeah. were beat twice in the championship game against them, once in Oakland. And they, the third time, they got it back in Oakland. But the other one, the Giants, had to go to San Francisco twice, and the Niners had won two Super Bowls at that point. They went up to New York and lost. Yeah. And it's like there is a level of, um, I'm looking for the word, it's not urgency. It's more of a messier. Great song by Foreigner trying to think of the word i'll think of it but it's basically like just frantic urgency like if not now when and we're just playing a thousand miles an hour because it's finally in our home stadium and here we are like i can see him getting up big i can see us getting up big i think chiefs again i could be wrong but again this is what i was talking to you yesterday about i think this again as you mentioned mentioned an urgency for the bills if not now then when this plays in the Chiefs' favor, in my opinion. You have a quarterback who, as great as he is, and again, I really like Josh, Josh Allen. You know this about me. But you have a team that understands, in my opinion, if not now, then when. They have all the pressure on them. The Cowboys had all the pressure on them. Do we see a similar scenario happen? And that's the question that I have, and that's quite frankly what I think happened. I'm not saying the Chiefs that Chiefs blow up the Bills, we... but... 
like went side. Like I agree with yeah. you just to the point of like the Cowboys were heralded as this is different. This year's different. Yeah. Again, as they do every year. Sure. This Bills season felt more like like they felt if they were to lose Sunday. You know what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. It's almost like they fit. They were going through the season and everyone was treating them in the media as if they're done. They, their window's closed. Because sure. look at the bank. You know, it was all about Burrow before he got hurt. It was all about Cincy. Is Cincy going to get back and play KC and avenge, you know, Joseph Asai and the, all the penalty and stuff like that. And... It really wasn't about the Bills because that was last year. Last yeah. year they were last on year Sunday Night Football Bills, to kick yeah. it off. They were on. They, everyone was picking them to beat us because of the 13 seconds. And I feel like this year they kind of flew under the radar enough and were kind of earned it. They kind of earned the fact that people were writing them off by losing a lot of games to bad teams. Yeah, they did. And we, like, it, it just started with us. It started with the win against us. Yeah, start like we beat when the Bills beat the Chiefs. Yeah. That really was the turning point in their season. That that was the okay. It's not over because the Chiefs would have beat the Bills. Right. I, it's over. It's it's over for the most part. Doesn't matter. They're coming here anyway. Either yeah. way, either way, you want to slice it. Uh, I don't know the the where I was going with that thought, but the 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 Bills basically. I don't know. They, they they're very terrifying right now because they're not the normal hyped cowboyish bills like you're you're saying like yet yeah, last year yes that's sure. why they got beat down by Cincinnati because everyone was just saying oh the bill we got to play this AFC championship somewhere yeah they they just said Cincinnati was a mere formality and it's like that isn't how the bills are being treated a little bit this week I this mean this is about the first they're, time they're all the year. favorites in right, this I'm game saying, I mean, I mean, everyone's they're, they're bringing home, up the but, road game and yeah. all that stuff this is about the first time all year. Every every other week's been look at the Dolphins. Well, look at the Ravens. I mean, are the Chiefs going to be this? And I don't that? know about like that. I think I think most people had the Bills beating the the Dolphins in Miami week I'm eighteen. I'm talking about week ten, week sure. eleven. I'm, I'm talking about when their runs start. Sure, because there's a lot of teams, Packers, Steelers, just since two thousand, that were six seeds, five seeds, mm. that got hot late and had to play as they've had to play, which is. Every game is a playoff game. Yeah, the Packers were were famous. The Cowboys for that. have not been on that kind of. They've actually they were kind of doing this. Yeah, a little bit. The the R E L A X season with the Packers. I mean that yeah. one obviously comes to mind. Um, the Steelers in 05 were. Was that like Big Ben's season. second year yeah, in the, the NFL? Second year, yeah. yeah, it was Jerome Bettis' season. Yeah, so. Um, the Bills though have a lot of injuries, and we got some some more updates as far as this. Um, some certainty here. Gabe Davis is now listed as out. And that's a pretty large loss because Gabe Davis has had a lot of success against Kansas City in the past. Now, that was before Legere Steen and Trent McDuffie have turned in and blossomed into what they've become. But Gabe Davis gave them something. He was a big play threat. Now, what's interesting is, I don't know if you've noticed this, Dylan. I, I talked to a lot of Bills folk. They don't really like Gabe Davis. Which I find interesting because he has 746 yards this year and seven touchdowns. He averages 16.6 yards a catch, which is 23rd in the NFL. Again, I'm not saying Gabe Davis is great, but he is a guy Did who... you bring up our situation? Yeah, like, I'm hey, saying... I, he, you watched us? He, he basically is a souped-up MVS, right? Imagine if MVS hit his ceiling. That's basically what Gabe Davis is. Again, not a great player, but that's a useful player to have. Gabe Davis being out, I think, is a pretty big... Um, pretty big loss from Khalil Shakur 
has been really good for the men. Young kid, Khalil Shakur, has been great for the Bills. He will fill in, get a larger role. Um, I also think 12 personnel is, is more important now, more paramount for the Bills than it was before with Gabe Davis being out. But but in your opinion, how big of a loss is Gabe Davis for the Bills? It's very big, I think. I mean, I, I'm surprised the line hasn't changed much with It's that. moved a po- at least .5 is what I've oh, seen I was from three, line, three, three to two and a half is yeah. what I saw – um, today, um, that's about as big a loss on the offensive side you can have. Mm. It it looks like they found someone again in Shakur, who, whenever Gabe Davis went out, he filled in. You're looking at a very similar style of player. Way fewer touchdowns, but 15.7 yards a reception, 611 yards overall, 39 receptions. He is now their big play guy. Um, McDuffie is going to have to have his hands full, I would have to imagine, going up against Khalil Shakur, right? Legereus on, on, on Diggs, who Diggs is questionable, but is expected to play. Um According to Sean McDermott, when asked about Stefan Diggs, because he's been um, uh, either a limited participant or a guy who actually did not participate in practice yesterday, Stefan Diggs uh, said, I think it happened early part in the game, but it showed up a little bit in the day or two after. It wasn't something we were aware of right after the game. This is in regards to Diggs' foot. Um, but he did go on to say, I don't think so, when asked about any concern for Diggs' status for the game. So, Stephon Diggs supposed to be playing, but again, he does have a foot injury. Uh, no Gabe Davis. 12 personnel to me is where the Bills are going to have to live and die by. Now, they might die by it, but I think that's your the, your best chance than saying, all right, Khalil Shakur, go begin to trip McDuffie. I think McDuffie wins that battle more times than not. Legereus Sneed against Stephon Diggs, who again, with a slight foot injury, I, I know Sneed's been banged up, but when he came back up, didn't practice. He locked Jamar Chase's ass up, man. Like, I'm not worried about him going up against Diggs, who, quite frankly, Stephon Diggs had a very nice start to the season, right? Very nice start. He really has slowed down. Um, let me pull up his game log really quickly, because I think it's a little, uh, little telling. From the past, what is this now? 52 yards against Pittsburgh. Nine targets. 87 yards against uh, Miami. Eight targets. 26 yards against New England. Seven targets. 29 yards against the Chargers. Eight targets. 48 yards against Dallas on five targets. And then 24 yards against the Chiefs on 11 targets. Not a great A dot right there. It's not like they're throwing the ball to him downfield. And he's not making a lot of explosive plays. I don't expect Stephon Diggs to all of a sudden break out of the slump that has happened ever since about week seven of the season. I'm not worried about Diggs. I'm not worried about Khalil Shakur. And again, no Gabe Davis is a big loss. Some more injury updates in regards to the Bills. Safety Tyler Rapp with a calf. He will not play. Tyler Rapp was brought in. He's been around the NFL for a while now. Um, he was backing up, you know, Poyer, kind of a third safety. DeMar Hamlin might get some run. DeMar Hamlin played against the Steelers when a lot of guys went out. That's something to uh, to, keep, to keep an eye on as far as maybe a guy you can 
uh, take advantage of. Just a guy who's not played a ton this season. Linebacker Balen Specter, another linebacker out for the Bills. And then cornerback Christian Benford. All right. What does that tell you? Christian Benford has been what? Their second best safety, maybe? Third best safety? Mm-hmm. Tredavious White's out, obviously. He's been out all season long. Yeah. That means we're going to see Kyer Elam or... Correct. Uh, what the other guy's name is escaping me. Dane Jackson. Yes, correct. A lot. You're probably going to see most likely both. A lot of... Right, probably. right. But I'm sitting here going, Kyer Elam's not good. He made one great play in the Steelers game after getting absolutely torched. Because he got torched down the field and had a great... Credit where That's credit's due. bad throw. Bad throw. And a great play. Yeah. But again, give credit where credit's due, right? So I'm sitting here going, no Gabe Davis. So you only have two weapons on the outside, and they're not great at this point, at least according to them going up against McDuffie and Sneed. You don't have that third option anymore at receiver. And then on the defensive side of the ball, not only are you completely banged up at linebacker, no Matt Milano, you're missing like three or four dudes, that you're, you're starting linebackers, you're missing a lot of your corners and safety secondary members. Now Kyir Elam is going to have a massive role. Now, I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to pick on him because Razul Douglas is trending towards playing, and Razul Douglas is a very solid cornerback, right? But he's banged up, and he's going up against Rasheed Rice, I'd have to imagine. I don't understand. Maybe I'm wrong here, Dylan, but when you look at the Bills and all of the injuries they have, compare their depth to Kansas City. I'm taking the Chiefs 10 times out of 10, and the Chiefs are relatively healthy heading into this game. I'm just trying to call a spade a spade. I'm not trying. If you know me, I'm not the most optimistic Chiefs guy out here. I, I, I try to be right down the line. Me neither. But I have been very optimistic for a multitude of reasons as the Chiefs heading into this game because traditionally, I don't think the Bills are a great matchup for Kansas City. Okay? I don't. I think the way the teams are constructed, I think the Bills um, a lot of times have a slight edge. Like, I think the Chiefs have an advantage against Miami. As to the, both matchups, everyone loves Miami that often. They go, that's great and all. They don't match up well against Kansas City because what Kansas City does uh, defensively. The Bills are a little different. I think the Bills at times have a little bit of an advantage, schematically speaking, of course. With all of these injuries to Buffalo, I just don't think they do. Because no Gabe Davis... No Christian Benford, no Balen Spector, no Taylor Rapp, no Matt Milano, no Tredavious White. While, yes, they've had a lot of sacks this season, Dylan, you're not scared about their pass rush, are you? I mean, don't get me wrong, Leonard Floyd's solid, but when he's been your best pass rusher, on the outside at least, obviously Ed Oliver's a, a game changer, but we saw what the Chiefs did handling Christian Wilkins. I trust Joe Tooney, Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey. I trust so, Andy Reid and Andy Heck as well if we want to toss in all the brain power. 100%. So you almost are taking out Daquan um, uh, Jones. Jones, who's a really good defense alignment as well. But when your best pass rushers are on the interior going up against the Chiefs' strength, you don't have the advantage anymore. So when you have Leonard Floyd, who again, really nice year, 10.5 sacks. But then you have Greg Rousseau on the other side who was what, 5 sacks, 5.5 sacks? Von Miller's been a bum. You don't even have Boogie Basham anymore. Your second rounder. He's traded. I'm sitting here going, your secondary's banged up. 
Your linebackers are decimated, and you don't have a good pass rush. Advantage Chiefs. Are we overthinking this? Am I trying to be a homer here? Because I'm just trying to bring in health and talent right now. And while I don't think the Chiefs' offense is all of a sudden going to bust out and put up 35 points, I'm sitting here going, they should control this game. If they do, if they follow the right plan, if they do what they did Sunday. And just score one more time. That's it. 26, in my opinion. That's enough. More than I'm enough saying, though, to win this game. If you just want to take all stress out of it, which we know they won't do, then just add another touchdown. But we know. Sure. We'll get a resting pulse of 120 <laughs> by about 7.30 or 8 o'clock that night. And, it, you know, I... I think we will end up winning just because of, I mean, the injuries are tough to overcome. Sure, and but no excuses at this point of the none, at this point yeah, of the season. Every team is banged up. The Chiefs didn't use we excuses during the regular season. season. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this is why depth is so important. And again, it's why the Chiefs. We talked about it yesterday with the audio clip of um, Spagnolo, I believe, talking about Mike Edwards. Drew Tranquil, and then obviously the the free agency of Charles Minahu, right? Like, this is why the Chiefs brought in so much depth. It's paramount this time of the year, and the Bills, quite frankly, just don't have it. Again, two players that the Bills have that are trending towards playing, Tyrell Dodson, who's a linebacker, which they need, and then cornerback Rizal Douglas, which, again, he's supposed to play. He was supposed to play last week. They held him back one extra week. This is a linebacker that uh, did the, the air cast, but somehow is like a sprain. Uh, it's, it's, I get Benford and uh, Bernard, right? No? There's two. It would have been Bernard. Bernard's right. a linebacker. Um, he's not trending to playing, but it's wild that he's even a yeah. question when he had to get an air cast. I mean, that's on crazy. his ankle. I mean, that's brutal. Yeah, um, it feels like ligament stuff. Maybe I don't know. He got they carted. Said he he got negative. carted off Monday. He got carted off on Monday, and he's yes. questionable. I will say he's not practiced at all. No, but he's still listed as questionable. That just he's, feels like a game gamesmanship listing. I know you can't do it, he, and they would never say. I'm just saying, like, yeah. Well, let's, we'd rather be like way overly optimistic here, yeah. and we can fall back on that, than let Andy Reid game plan for what's it, Klein, AJ Klein, AJ Klein week, yeah. So uh, again, that is their starting middle linebacker, um, but again, not looking good. Uh, punter Sam Martin, Nickelback Teron Johnson, who's really good. Teron Johnson's a very good slot corner. Concussion, second one. Uh, concussion um, this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the punter Sam ha- or Sam Martin, obviously trending probably towards being out based on the signing the Bills had. They brought in Matt Hack. Uh, he was there in 2021. Now, uh, okay, never mind. I was going to say, good that they brought someone that's familiar with their kicker because, boy, that is a, you know, it's a, it's an operation. If one of like the, he's the holder, so it's just gonna it would be a very quick turnaround to try and get comfortable with a new holder and new kicker for that guy. But as well, you said, he was already in the building when Bass you, was there. You, you so saw matter. what happened. Uh, yeah, he played with the Bills in 2021. Yeah, so that didn't throw that out. Uh, you you still, that, that's a long time ago. Um, you saw what happened when their holder and punter Sam Martin went down. One, they obviously couldn't punt in that game, but did you see the holding operation? If you're a Bills fan, and this is a storyline that I've been bringing up, but I don't hear a lot of folks talking about. 
The Chiefs have a massive advantage, special teams-wise. Huge. I mean, don't get me wrong. They brought in a punter who's been there before. But we're not getting it confused here. No one is sitting here saying, yeah, Matt Hack's going to be a stud. He's going to figure this thing out, right? No, No one's doing that. So if you saw Tyler Bass, he was in his dome. One of the holds, actually a good hold last week, right? But it was a different operation. He got thrown off. He shanked a 23-yarder. Shanked it. When I mean shanked a 23-yarder, if you're a golfer, say you've drank 12 beers and you're not already not a great golfer, try swing your club. I seem to get better, but... <laughs> you hosel it. Like, that's what it was. I, I was floored. And even the ones he made, the extra points, ducks. So I'm sitting here going, yeah, they get a guy back here now, so it should be better. They have a week to work it out. Six days. Right? Six days. But still... Are they even practicing outdoors? You know? how, how much do you trust this? Very good point. Because I think they've been indoors all week, and that's not going to give them any real... I'm sure, though, you can't go out on the field and do... You can do kicks. some stuff. Just get some, some timing down. But I, I am just saying, an underrated storyline of this game is, one, Butker is amazing, clutch, and good in all weather. We've seen him make big kicks in horrible weather, which, again, it's going to be cold and potential for snow, it sounds like. I mean, they're getting the snow off the field, but who knows what it's actually going to look like. I don't believe it's a heated field. I don't think they have the heated field like that. So I'm sitting here going, I trust Butker, I trust James Winchester, and I trust Tommy Townsend. If you're the Bills, do you trust Tyler Bass with a new holding operation and a new punter? Again, Chiefs have the depth advantage. Chiefs have the special teams advantage. Chiefs have the defensive advantage. Chiefs have the quarterback advantage. Why, Dylan, maybe I'm wrong, why, if all these things I'm telling you, why does everyone think the Bills are going to win this game? Again, I'm not saying they can't win, but my point here is, I've listed through all of these scenarios and situations already, position group by position group. Outside of wide receiver, which quite frankly, hear me out, no Gabe Davis. It's a lot closer than you might think. Stephon Diggs and Rasheed Rice, at this point, Rasheed Rice has been playing better since about week eight on. Again, I'm not saying I would take him over it, but I'm just saying, like, week eight on, Rasheed Rice has been better. No wide receiver two for Kansas City. They don't really have that guy. I would say the Bills, though, with their two tight ends. And that's what it comes down a, to. A little bit of an edge, but not by much. That's the only We ed- have the greatest tight end. Sorry. We have the greatest tight end of all time. It kind of evens like out. But, but again, that's why I keep saying it's the only way I see the, the Bills winning this game is they have to run 12 personnel and get James Cook involved in the backfield. They have to put pressure up the middle on the Chiefs linebackers, make them have to um, guard in space. But again, as we've seen, as the game goes on, they've done it. Nick Bolton, again, not the most athletic linebacker in the world. We know his pass coverage limitations, but what did we see last week against Miami? He was phenomenal. Drew Tranquil's back. He missed game one against the Bills. Willie Gay Jr. has some value here, and Leo Chanel is starting to play more and more and more. I talked to Daniel Harms about this. I want to get your thoughts. 
They ran a little bit of, you know how 4-3s are traditional, quote-unquote, base package, right? They ran a little 3-4 last week against Miami. I don't know if you noticed this. They had all four linebackers out there with Leo Chanel lined up as a down lineman. What do, what do we see a little bit of that against the Bills? Right? If you have that much... I mean, if they're, they're starting to put it in, we probably should, probably will. But if you, if you have a linebacker or a um, an offensive package where you have two tight ends who are that athletic and both pass catchers out there, right? And James Cook... Let's be real. It's not like Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox are great blocking tight ends. So you don't have a massive advantage there. Wonder if the Chiefs roll out three or potentially again a handful of snaps of 3-4 when the Bills run out of 12 personnel, and I wonder how the Chiefs handle this. Spagnuolo is going to have to do what he's done all season long, which is a Picasso, uh, Michelangelo performance. I mean, this is his... Best season, I think, coaching. It's that lady in the street that's just frying up that massive bowl of, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, he's going to have to, he, he must feel like it's pretty fun now that Tom's out of the league because everyone, he's got probably some things that, that oh, Josh yeah. Allen just hasn't, nobody's seen yet, you know? Well, again, but, what he did to Tua, the two high to one high, then yes. reverse back to two where Mike right. Edwards ends up picking him off. And he was the guy that they thought Tom was. Tom Brady was like, sorry. He'd seen everything. You're right. Right, but there's not Aaron, I guess. Yeah. Would be the other one. There's really not an old head, goat-ish quarterback that's around anymore. So he must be just loving that he's going to dust off all the stuff that didn't work back in like 2017 or 18 now. (laughs) Yeah. Now he's – he has slowly gotten better, which is crazy that, you know, we didn't didn't ask for much and it's when we needed it most that it came. Like, yeah. if he had another season where it was like, oh, I was kind of expecting the offense to do what they did, and, you know, we're just here to and be 15th defense. or 14th in the yeah. league, you know? But, no, he's just – and that front office just continued to stack that side of the ball as the stars were kind of heavy on the offensive side yeah. and probably knew that there was going to be some decisions. I which, guess. again, a conversation for another day, which is why I don't want the Chiefs to go all in at wide receiver next year because when you do all in on one side of the ball or one position group, what happens, you're going to find a void somewhere well, somewhere else. Like as the Chiefs did with linebacker, that many draft picks there, um, you didn't have a void at wide receiver because you have not addressed it, at least in free agency, all this stuff, right? So don't, it's a rubber band effect, okay? I want to I see it spread out more than most, but it doesn't matter because that's next year. We're talking about this year. Uh, before we go to break, very good point by Brantz says, also, if the Texans beat the Ravens, this game is going to be more intense. Think about that. The Texans beat the Ravens, which, again, it was like um, it's, it's actually a mirror image of when the Bengals beat the Titans. Yeah. Because they beat the Titans on Saturday, mm-hmm. and Bills Chiefs was Sunday night in the last divisional round. Yeah. It is eerily similar if they do. And also, um, Jason was making a good point earlier. It's not a fun story anymore. Like, C.J. Stroud is legitimately scary and terrifying for yeah. the future if he does win in the in Baltimore. Like, yes. he should look like a rookie in Baltimore or we should all be terrified. Correct. He, I keep saying, and I, th- I don't know if you agree with me or not, I said he's... And I don't want him to. I like him. I'm just saying, like, for my fandom, who, who, enjoying who? Mahomes being up here... Yeah. Well, everyone else is kind of around here. C.J. Stroud seems to be a little closer. Who, who said that he was the best quarterback? You did, too? Anyone with yeah, a brand. Anyone, yeah. Well, Eyes. the Sorry, only reason brand. that Eyes. everyone didn't want to do it is because everyone so confidently said Bryce Young's too small. And then everyone started to, again, as the draft season goes on, 
think, well, that, you know, the hive mind brain can't be, all, you know, yeah. right. I have to think of a reason why I have to be a devil's advocate. And then you have David Tepper throwing yeah. a drink on the fan. So it's just, <laughs> it's like the big domino that ends up being knocked over by the little teeny one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, CJ Stroud's the closest we have seen to first year starter Mahomes since him. He's been incredible. Yeah, I agree. And it's crazy because Mahomes didn't start his rookie year like this. And yeah. And also have a dumpster fire that the year before. Yeah. Yeah. No, CJ very too. Yeah, D'Amico Ryan. Also, the, the, the developmental aspect of Nico Collins' third round wide receiver to what he's become. Obviously, Tank Dell. That's why I think the biggest storyline. I want to play there, too. Like, yeah. There's a lot of spots open on the defense. Not a lot, but I'm but, saying yeah. that. And the offense, but. I'm I, I'm a little bummed that Tank Dell's out because Tank Dell would have given this a much different feel. Uh, I will say I thought they were going to lose last week because they didn't look good for a couple of weeks when Tank Dell went down because they were focusing so much on Nico Collins. But guess what? Nico Collins showed that he's a legit wide receiver one. Um, or C.J. Stroud's just that good. That good. Yeah. So, um, I, so I'm I'm sitting here going. I don't think they beat the Ravens, but after what you saw last week, they have a chance. The issue is, offensively, they don't match up well. Defensively, they don't match up great. They match up very well in the run game because the Texans are a top-three run defense, and obviously the Ravens run the ball a lot, but where they lack, um, where their deficiency is for the Texans defensively is in play action, where the Ravens have actually thrived this year in play action. There might be a couple of deep bombs from Lamar down the field. Yeah. And the other thing about the Texans that sucks when you hire a defensive head coach is if your offense is really good, a la Bobby Slovic, you're not going to have your offensive coordinator very long, and that's not good for a rookie quarterback is to constantly be turning that over. Well, you saw that with the Bills, with Brian Dayball. Right. But if your quarterback is elite, truly, it doesn't matter right but I you mean, still Josh saw... Allen's still Josh Allen he's a little less and he makes a little come on ahead of mistakes but he's constantly in the playoffs and he's constantly playing us or in the divisional round against someone important and he has good stats all the time the agreed. interceptions agreed bad, obviously but but that's what I think is different is when Brian Dayball left let me see if I can find this what what year did he go Brian Dayball I think last year was his first after year. 2021 right so it'd been 2022 yeah I guess not, because he went from... Bono to Bozo. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, no, this year he did. Yeah. Well, he went from his rookie season of 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, to his 23-year-old 2019 year of 20-9. to 9. Then he had his breakout year of 37-10, to 10, right? Second in the MVP race. And then he went 36-15, and 15, where he was just great still. Um, and then last year he was 35 and 14, but I feel like the fumbles, I don't know if I have that pulled up. The fumbles also started to come in. You saw the decision making kind of take a step back. Again, I do think there's some with Brian Dayball leaving. As we're again seeing with coordinators with the Eagles, you know, and, they may have been hyping up Nick Sirianni. Yeah. They, they're gone. Look at the Eagles team. I mean, look at the Colts. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Yeah. Look at the, the Cardinals weren't as, when as they got bad. Kyler, when they got Kyler Murray back, they were they as were, bad as that looked. Yeah. A la Nick Sirianni with the less, you know, thinky, more athlete takeover mm-hmm. press conference to open it up. Like, yeah. you know, Gannon, you would have thought, would not win a game this season. But he, they were a formidable and slightly respected bad team, if that makes sense. They were the least talented team, I think, in the entire NFL, and they won multiple games down the stretch when Kyler Murray came back. And if the Cowboys. He, and, and if you are a Cardinals fan, I think you should have um, 
optimism there. Uh, but let's take a break. We'll come back, talk more Chiefs, more playoff talk home stretch. ESPN Kansas City. Welcome to the home stretch, ESPN Kansas City. All right, we went through the Bills injury report. Now let's go through the Chiefs side. Uh, Justin Ross and Kadarius Tony are both listed as questionable. Uh, and then as far as out, Wanye Morris concussion still out. Derek Nottie with his elbow, who came out of last week's game, is out. Sky Moore, who was activated off of the IR practice this week, has also been ruled out. Not a surprise with Sky Moore. I know some people were wondering, hey, he's... Um, you know, he's back, right? Sky Moore, is he going to come back and play some role, play some sort of role in the playoffs? I don't really think so. You know, a lot of what the Chiefs have done, they have that 21 day window of when you get activated off of the IR to whether you're on the roster or you're done for the year, right? You have 21 days. Well, first week back, a lot of times, it's just practice. You won't play that week. Second week back, a lot of times, is when the Chiefs make that determination. With Sky Moore, I, I, maybe it's more or less. Insurance. For example, if Kadarius Tony can't go next week, then maybe you would see Sky. But clearly, as we have seen, they're not going to roll with either this week, and it's not going to hurt them. Both didn't play last week, and this was the best the offense and wide receiver group has looked all season long because the Chiefs just focused in on Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey. I expect a similar game plan this week, again, when you have a team like the Bills that doesn't have the dogs in the back end to go up against them. Now, against the Ravens or the uh, 49ers, you might have to have a tertiary option as far as a receiver against the Bills and against uh, I guess just the Bills this week, you don't have to have that. Against the Bills and the Dolphins, they had, what, Jalen Ramsey? And against the Bills, you have um, Rizal Douglas. So I think the game plan is going to be very similar for Kansas City, but again, no Wanye Morris, no Sky Moore, no Derek Naughty, and then Justin Ross, Kadarius Tony are questionable. Who do you think gets a large chunk of snaps in the absence of Derek Naughty? Uh, Mike Pinnell, maybe. I would be thinking he's probably the most yeah. trusted being postseason. He has some a lot of experience, especially with us. And Spags. Yeah. I'd say Mike Pinnell, Turk Wharton a little bit. But also, if oh, you yeah, if Turk, you guys yeah. noticed what we saw as the game went on, they played a lot of three down, like three edges. Mike Dana, Aminahu, obviously Chris Jones, and then you'd have... Um, Carl Loftus, right? So you'd have all four on the field at the same time because the versatility gives you an added pass rush bonus. Again, it helps when you're ahead, right? Because then you can do that. You know the teams aren't going to be running as much. And the difference with this is the Dolphins are an outside run team, right? They try and get outside on you. Speed matters more than having some big dudes in the middle. Against the Bills, little different story. It's not like James Cook is Devon Achan. They're a little bit more north-south, so maybe you do want to see a bigger input of Mike Pinnell. But again, what I do like to see and what I've been harping on all season long before the season started and now into the playoffs, the Chiefs' depth is what makes them so good defensively. Their depth is what makes them stand out, go from a, a good defense to a great defense because they have so many different, different guys and so many different options and the versatility they can throw at you. Um, Donovan Smith again, that's... All we need to know, no one anymore, so we don't have to even make the decision. Uh, Donovan Smith will be starting at left tackle yet again. 
You like that, Dylan? You like Donovan Smith? Um, yes. Yeah, me too. If Wanya Morris was healthy, which way would you lean? Donovan Smith, still. Wanya needs much more help than Donovan does over there as far as chips and yeah. things of that nature go. So, yeah, I, I think Donovan Smith's who you want out there. I think it was a nice little, like, not treat. I don't say anyone getting hurt. Sure. That, but I'm saying it's like a nice little silver lining. That's yeah. Work, um, that you get to give Wanya reps in actual games that matter. Yeah. It was almost the but best of both worlds. Yeah, it was the best yeah. of both worlds, honestly, because I think Wanya Morris is your guy next year. I think you can both come to the conclusion that as, as decent as Donovan Smith was this year, I think decent's the word to use, as fine as he was, you don't have a huge drop-off with Wanya Morris. And as Brands points out as well for this particular game, Donovan Smith has playoff experience, which is obviously nice to have. Um, some news in the AFC West. The Raiders are finalizing a deal to hire Antonio Pierce. The interim head coach is now trending towards being the actual Las Vegas Raiders head coach, a source tells ESPN's Adam Schefter. Um, what do you think here? You like this for the Raiders, or is this just fine for you? I like it for them. It's kind of them writing the Rich Passaccia wrong yes. a little bit. I know, we'll see if it works. I know some people are saying this is a um, a feeling higher. This is a hype higher. Remember when the Chiefs had Romeo Cornell for the interim head coach? And then all the players surrounded it were like, yeah, we want, we want Romeo Cornell. And then what happened? It wasn't good, <laughs> right? Sometimes you get so passionate about a coach and you realize that's not the right guy for the job. I wonder if the same thing could happen with Antonio Pierce. Either way, I think he earned this job. I do just find it a little fascinating with all of the big-name head coaches out there. They went this route, right? When they went from Basaccia to Josh McDaniels, shocking because... McDaniels should never got another opportunity. This to me feels a little different, but I think you're right. This is them saying, We bleeped up with Rich Passaccia. We're not going to make the same mistake yet again. Uh, on Facebook Live, as a Raiders hater, think it's huge, but at the same time, think Max had a lot to do with it because he said he wanted to be traded if they didn't hire him. Uh, yeah. And by the way, I should be interviewing Max Crosby in the next couple weeks. So everyone want to look out for that. It'll be uh, posted on Stack in the Box, but I'll be interviewing Max Crosby in a couple weeks, and I'll be getting his thoughts in regards to this, and if he actually would have asked for a trade if they did not bring back uh, Antonio Pierce. All right. Are we doing our final picks? Are we going to do this? Leaving Chiefs for last after the break? We'll start with the uh, Saturday games. What do you say, Dylan? You going to lock them in? Yes, get it going, baby. That music just through my veins. Saturday, Texans, Ravens. <laughs> All right, who do you got? Texans are nine and a half point underdogs on the road. The Ravens, by a lot of DVOA, the analytical metrics have been historically one of the best teams, both offensively and defensively. Very well-rounded. They don't have a legit weakness. Who you taking? Give me the Ravens. I am taking the Ravens. But what I will say... It's going to be close. Gonna it's going to be Texans's closer than the 9.5. Yeah. 
Because the Texans are very good in run defense. Again, what makes me pick the Ravens and not go with an upset is play action. And by the way, C.J. Stroud, I think he throws for over three bills, but you might see an interception or two. Uh, All right, Packers, 49ers. Niners. Packers cover. And I was floating this earlier. Can you imagine if Jordan Love (laughs) beats the big bad 49ers that Aaron (laughs) Rodgers could never beat, it seemed, in the uh, later years? I don't know if he ever beat him. To be honest, even with Kaepernick, he didn't. Ugh. That'd that be would wild. be wild. And also, that would make them basically at fever pitch for next year. Because, I mean, why would you not? Again, the Packers, they're just, this entire season was, do they have a quarterback for the future? I think they already are where I said that they would be after this win. Correct. And by the way, you were on the Packers early on. Then you got off them. But I'm glad you're at least back on. Now, you were one of oh, the yeah. first guys who were on the Packers this season. I picked them to season. win the division. You did. Because I didn't think Detroit was going to... But they did. So yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, but you were wrong. Did like but still, you were very high on them, just how I was high on the Texans. Look at look look at this. We nailed we know, the the up season upset right, picks. Football guys, yeah. big football guys. Uh, I think the Niners just destroy this game. I think it's a 10, 13 point win at least. Um, oh yeah, I'm trying to think. Packers don't have the defense that they had last week. I don't think she no. was up against. I, I think you're right. The only way the Packers, in my opinion. Jordan Love has to just... I just stop for that. Matt Stockdale, a.k.a. Big Country on Facebook Live, goes, Just remember a couple years ago, Sterling's predictions sucked. <laughs> hey! Come on! Big Country? Throw me under the bus like that? Yeah. Hey, but at least I admit when I'm wrong. Yeah, hand up. Hand this up. Is I admit when I'm, show. This is an accountability This is my accountability buddy back there. Right. Uh, all right, but I'm going Niners, and I think they hammer him. Again, the only way I think the Packers win is if... They get the ball first, which they did against the Cowboys. They took the ball first, went down, and scored. Now all the pressure is on the Niners. Again, Packers can play loose. Niners, all the pressure is on them. The issue is they've been here. They've done it. I think they take care of business. They don't ask a lot of Brock Purdy. But if they have to ask a lot of Brock Purdy in this game, that gets interesting. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Hit on the Sunday. What's up? Oh, you want to do all Sunday and once. Is that, is that, are we allowed to do all Sunday yeah. at once? Why not? We can do whatever we want. Damn. Damn, Dylan. We don't swear. We're good. Huh? As long as we don't swear, we can do whatever I we can want. I can say that. Right? What? D-A-M-N. No, I know. I'm kidding. I'm saying... Uh, never mind. Moment to break. You ass. We'll come back. The home stretch <laughs> here. 'Cause I'm running through it. For Dan Campbell. Give you a kneecap. Give me some kneecaps. Alright, Bucks Lions. Speaking of Dan Campbell, the get-in price at this game right now looking like it's 475 bucks. Looks like Lions fans excited to be hosting a playoff game yet again. 32 years since they've hosted a divisional. Give me a look. Give me the Lions. I'm with you, man. I'll be wrong. 
I'm going Lions, but I think this is a very close game. I love the over in this game. It was 48.5, now back up to 49.5. I, dude, I think this is going to be a high-scoring, energetic, back-and-forth game. The Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, the rise and fall and then rise again of these two careers. Man, I think about this. Either Baker Mayfield or the Detroit Lions will play for the NFC Championship. Yeah. All right, let me give you a couple stats really quickly. 43-06, 29 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. I'm giving passing yards, okay? 45-75, 30 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. 42-80, 31 touchdowns, 11 picks. A is Josh Allen. B is Jared Goff. C is Brock Purdy. Two were MVP candidates. The other one, Jared Goff, was not, and yet has better stats overall than the other th- than the other two. Again, different schemes, understandable. Jared Goff is a much better quarterback than people give credit to. Give me the Lions again. Back and forth game. While Saturday's games to me seem a little bit like blowouts, I think Sunday yes. we're in for a treat. Purpose. Yeah, I think you're right too. Again, they didn't want Ravens Steelers in Sunday night's time slot. When we saw that that was the options, we should have just realized that there was no way that the Bills were going to lose that game. And then, the best game for last. Chiefs on the road against the Bills. Give me the Chiefs. You swayed me. I swayed you, baby. Chiefs two and a half point underdogs on the road. Jason Kelsey give Travis one of those underdog face masks. Chiefs are getting it done. This is one of the most confident feelings I have had heading into a playoff game not me. in a while. Not me. I will say I'm picking them, but I'm not confident. I don't know why, other than the fact I don't know why I'm confident. Normally, I'm the I'm the nerve-wracking right. guy. I, I, we, we've switched bodies. It's Freaky Friday. It is Friday. It is. Man, I, I love the Chiefs in this one. I am feeling good. I am excited. I am happy. Brantz said no prediction. Big Country says Harrison kicks a 45-yarder to win it. I like both those. Chiefs by three. I said Chiefs win 23-17. Hopefully we have a victory Monday, everyone. Until then, we are out.